0: And uh, we're going to see both teams do what we've seen all day long here, Quinn. A 24-second shot clock violation in honor of Kobe Bryant. Yeah, it, it, it's pretty good. I mean, all of the league is he's basically done a 24-second violation. As many of you know, that was his
1: number. Some have done the 8-second violation to get it across half court because that was his number. But in great appreciation for Kobe Bryant and all he did for the league and, and, and everybody in the NBA.
0: And, Quinn, you made your comments. I'm looking here at Carmelo Anthony, who was his teammate and look friend at on USA Basketball.
1: He still a him; who's having a hard time.
0: And now it's an eight-second violation that the Pacers take. The two numbers that Kobe Bryant wore, 24 and 8. And yeah, there's I'm Carmelo. Looking
1: at, I'm looking at Carmelo. He's having a hard time. That was uh, the Portland Trailblazers and the Indiana Pacers at the start of their game. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. Great to be with you. 833. Got Tony. 833. 468. 8669. The death of Kobe Bryant, that helicopter accident uh, crash that happened yesterday. Uh, gone at the age of 41, nine people on the helicopter, including his 13-year-old daughter. Dave Briggs joins us right now. You can catch him, uh, the podcast of his, Home and Home, formerly of uh, NBC a Sports Network and uh, uh, doing his time at Fox News as well. Um, Of all the things you certainly didn't expect, this was one of them, but as a guy who can't talk uh, with any uh, level of confidence to the legacy of Kobe Bryant, as you take a look at the NBA, where does Kobe Bryant fit?
0: Uh, Good to be with you, Tony. I I think it's difficult to put in perspective um, just how shocking this news was. I don't remember anything like it in my lifetime, with the exception of maybe Dale Earnhardt, who passed away, of course, in a NASCAR race. But uh, in terms of the greatest of all time... Look, I I still think you have to start with Michael Jordan and you have to go to LeBron James, Bill Russell, Will Chamberlain, somewhere along that top five. I still think he's right along the Mount Rushmore of NBA players. Um, What separates Kobe Bryant from all of them is his historic, legendary Tony. His work ethic was unlike anything I've ever seen. The greatest athletes I ever covered that made the biggest impression on me weren't those guys that were the most gifted, per se, and Kobe Bryant was gifted enough to be a Hall of Famer, but that's not what made him great. What made him great was that epic work ethic, the first to show up at the gym, oftentimes the last one to leave, and his desire, he was a straight killer on the court. He wanted that ball with the game on the line. He didn't just want to crush you he wanted to end you and then he would do it with that smile that lit up the arena at the end of the day he's a one-time mvp so you can't say the greatest of all time but in the conversation the thing he was most proud of five-time nba champ lebron james said he had zero flaws offensively he was also on 12 all-time defensive teams so one of the most complete players we ever saw
1: Talking to Dave uh, Briggs, Dave Briggs TV on Twitter is where you find him, uh, uh, host of Home and Home, which takes place uh, mornings over there uh, at radio.com and get yelled at for supporting some other radio group, but I just don't care <laughs> about that. Uh, Dave, um, you know, people automatically go to levels of, of legacy on, on the court, right? Um, but yeah. with some of the problems that he had that made the tabloid news, The conversations about Kobe Bryant as father and as family man, you're seeing a lot of these photos with him and his daughter Gianna, who also died in this helicopter uh, crash, are the things most people are talking about. And I don't think that they're trying to, you know, push away from some of the other issues in his life. I think they're saying this is really who the guy was. Yeah,
0: he is a complicated figure, of course, because of the sex assault allegations from Colorado in 2003. Amazing how well, Tony, he came back from that. That would have buried just about any athlete in recent history he moved on from it now part of that was an out of court settlement but what struck me the most about Kobe Bryant and I'll, I'll be honest I spent a lot of time crying yesterday didn't know him personally did interview him a number of times but wasn't a close friend is and I just kept breaking into tears yesterday and it's because of the man that he became after basketball that's what I admire most About him. Most of these guys really struggle to make the transition. Kobe Bryant made it seamlessly and seemed as just totally at ease in the last couple of years, totally comfortable with what he had accomplished and had turned the page and focused on his new role. He won an Academy Award for Dear Basketball and really wholeheartedly embraced his role as a father to Gigi and their three other daughters and seeing those pictures of him courtside with Gigi, the conversations I'm told they had about basketball, that that was his best friend. And to me, I'm very envious of someone who was able to accomplish so much professionally and still be so present personally. I I know we all struggle with that in the media, Tony, and probably a lot of your listeners do as well. How do you balance it? Right. How do you become the best you can be professionally and still be a great father? I have no idea how Kobe was able to accomplish that. And I'm very envious of it. Uh, He was asked what made him a great NBA player, what separated him from others. And he said it was my curiosity that every time he got beat, he wanted to know why he got beat. He wanted the tape. He wanted to slow it down review it. And he said it was a constant search to try to figure out how to get better. He also brought that to his post-basketball career in films with children's books. He was always giving 110%. We should all take something from this loss. If we don't learn something from the life of Kobe Bryant, then we've failed him.
1: Well, I I don't know if... I, I don't know if I have the ability to fail somebody. I'm only trying as a father uh, not to fail myself. Talking to Dave uh, Briggs, uh, uh, podcaster and television host, uh, formerly of uh, NBC Sports. Um, when, as, the, the, as the season goes through... As uh, really quickly in the last minute here, as as we see the NBA season uh, wrap up, um, you're talking about guys who spent a lot of time modeling their games uh, after uh, Kobe Bryant. Um, is this the kind of thing where they're going to start talking about number retirements? Is this the kind of thing where they're going to start talking about? Uh, um, mm-hmm. are, are we are we going to see more and more homages and tributes from the NBA? You think over the course of the season and into the finals?
0: It'll be interesting. Uh, Mark Cuban, Dallas Mavericks owner, they are retiring number 24 in Dallas. No one will ever wear that number again. I talked to Kendrick Perkins, former NBA champion with the Celtics, who knows Kobe very, very well and competed against him dozens of times throughout their career. He said he'd like to see 24 retired throughout the league, mandatory, but he took it one step further, Tony. He said he'd like to see them change the logo to Kobe Bryant. Now, personally, I think that would be disrespectful to Michael Jordan, to LeBron James, to some of the other greats. Michael Jordan's the best we've ever seen. I think that is just the raw emotions we're feeling at the moment. I don't think the number is retired league-wide. I think certain teams will retire 24, but I think that's a lot of the raw emotion we're having at the moment. Keeping
1: I agree mind, with you. I, I agree. All got young
0: guys today, Kobe Bryant was their Michael Jordan. Even to my 12-year-old son, when they make the shot, Tony, out there on the
1: court, and I coach these kids, they don't say LeBron. They say Kobe. They absolutely do. Uh, Dave Briggs, Dave Briggs TV on Twitter. Follow him there. I'm Tony Katz.